And we're live on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. We are now live on... We're live on uh, Facebook Live, and we're waiting to become live on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. Welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. our time. I don't know what time it is where you are. What time is it? Um... But uh, we appreciate you either watching it live or downloading it later, uh, or telling friends and family, and sometimes enemies, to listen to this. Matter of fact, there's probably no better way to get back at someone you're pissed off at than to ask them to listen to this podcast. Um, we come to you every day, 2 p.m. our time. We are your daily distraction of all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the world today. Uh, we have brought to you on three platforms, uh, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. We're surprisingly... We're getting a large amount of listeners, and we were not aware of that until we got the uh, metrics, metrics, data, whatever it is, stuff, numbers, today. Uh, also, uh, we come to you live on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel where no one watches, but we don't care. Soon we'll be coming to you on Instagrammy. I'm going to start that. It's going to be like an Instagram for older people called Instagrammy. Uh, and we come to you on Facebook Live. Uh, the show is built around three things. Your questions and comments, which we attempt to comment back on uh, and answer your questions. Also, we usually have some knickknack, paraphernalia, autograph, curiosity, a uh, little uh, memento that we share with you and try to weave a story around it. Uh, and uh, we recommend two artists or two pieces of music based off of our vast Deep and mighty vinyl album collection. That's right. I said vinyl. And I'm not talking about new vinyl. Although, you know, the new vinyl albums that they're putting out are just fantastic. There was a point in the 60s or 70s somewhere where they started using cheaper and cheaper vinyl uh, on record albums because it, was, uh, it made them a greater profit. It made them a greater profit. And if you own old records, you may have noticed that. You may have noticed that some of your albums, the album itself, the vinyl is like really flimsy, and it's it was merely a um, it was merely a way to uh, for the record companies, the distributors and manufacturers to save money. None of which I'm quite sure was passed on to the artists. Um, yeah, you know uh, uh, it's funny because uh, music for so long has been a liberal enclave of artists express themselves, but the people that run it, oh boy. Were they something else? And they squoze every buck out of everyone, including the artists themselves. I'll tell you a story, and I know I've got some attorneys that watch. Uh, I'll tell you a story that a music producer told me one time. And this music producer happened to be one of those rare people in the world of music that was a good guy, a decent guy. Uh, Champ de Blasio says it's 5 p.m. here, and it's okay to have a drink after all the bullshit politics today, I'm going to have a couple. You knock them back. Have one for us, champ. Have one for us. You are a champ. Your name's champ and you are a champ. And I want to say that. And I love your pizza reviews. Makes me want to go out and eat pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's not healthy. Uh, what did I have breakfast today? Huevos Rancheros, which I made myself. Later on, I'll tell you my secret to tasty huevos rancheros. A music producer told me about he and another guy found an artist that they were going to manage and produce. Uh, a, young, uh, a young female artist that lived in somewhere, and he says, we wanted to create a contract. They had seen so many 
sad stories revolving around contracts artists had signed where millions of dollars were made off of the artist and the artist made nothing. Because we wanted to create a contract where if we were in the Bahamas drinking pina coladas, they were sitting next to us and not wondering how they're going to pay their rent for their studio apartment in North Hollywood. That's what this producer wanted to do. This record producer wanted to do the right thing. So they went to their attorneys and told their attorneys how they wanted the contract drawn up between their company and the artist. And their attorneys literally looked at them and said, we can't do that. And they said, why not? They go, well, we don't know if that contract would be enforceable. And they said, what do you mean? They go, well, there's a history with all the other contracts used between record companies, management, and artists. And they go, yeah, and they go, yeah. And they go, well, how did that? And they go, well, because there were lawsuits. And lawsuits really determine if a contract is enforceable. Saying if you make a contract with someone and the lawsuit goes, this contract's no good, then it's not really a contract. They go, but on these horrible contracts, this is not exactly what the lawyer said, but this was the gist now. The lawyers basically said on these horrible contracts that, so do not favor the artist, and so do favor the managers and producers. They have been found to be enforceable by law. And your contract, which would be absolutely fair, more than fair to the artist, may not be enforceable. Therefore, we can't draw up the contract. Now, you take what you want from that story. Uh... Let's see, a good enough lawyer will make a contract into toilet paper. That's what DJ Payne said, only he wrote toilet paper, but I reinterpreted it as turlet, because I like saying that turlet. You know why? Because it bothers people. They're like, what the hell did you just say? Turlet. Turlet. Turlet is what I said. Um, what else do I want to tell you about today? Uh, it's Monday. Um, some exciting news. Very exciting, I think. And, you know, and we work really hard, by the way, in the world of comedy to make sure uh, that that sort of thing isn't going on with our artists. But just a little story to keep in mind as you move forward through life. And DJ Payne just wrote, right, Randy. So I think you're actually addressing someone else who's watching the show, DJ. You're not just saying, right, Randy. Is that like a saying of yours, DJ? Right, Randy. How you doing today, DJ? Well, I'm right, Randy. Yeah, but if you say it like that, that would mean that you were horny. How are you, DJ? Well, I'm right, Randy. I'll tell you that right to know. Uh, I just did that in a shitty Irish accent. Uh, here's some exciting news, ladies and uh, germs. Uh, starting next Monday night, starting uh, next Monday night, September 7th, I'll be offering my first in-person stand-up comedy workshop in a comedy club. Now, for those of you going, wow, Tone, you kind of preached against that. No, I never have. What I've preached is that we follow these guidelines. Safe social distancing, wear masks, wash your hands, avoid large crowds. Safe social distancing, wear a mask, wash your hands. Notice I said wash. I say turlet and wash. Wash your hands, avoid large crowds. So we're going to have a limited number of people who can attend in this new, really exciting and pretty, it is pretty, uh, 110, 120-seat venue called J.P.'s Comedy Club. J.P.'s Comedy Club, uh, located at 860 East Warner Road in Gilbert, Arizona. I know, you're going, Gilbert? Is that going to be the new hotbed of comedy? I don't know, but there's definitely going to be comedy there. Our good friend Jim Perry came to me and said, let's open up a club. Let's get started now. 
so that when all the doors do open, we'll be ready, willing and able to have a place for people to go and have a good time and have fun. And that's exactly what's going on. As a matter of fact, I believe he's doing some pre-open mic nights this week. And then September 17th, 18th, and 19th, and if any of you check that, I believe that's the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, will be the soft, and I'm 65, so it'll be soft. <laughs> Beat you jerks to the joke. Uh, see, a soft opening uh, for the show with uh, me as the headliner. The headliner. Okay, Jim Perry featuring and a host of uh, guest artists as well. So uh, that's going to be going on in September. Uh, once again, won't be able to put more than 40 tops, maybe 30 or 20 people in the room. But uh, we're going to try to uh, have a good time for all. We're talking about ways to be able to make the show so that it's accessible virtually as well. We're going to work real hard to do that. For y'all. For y'all. So that's all coming up for you. JP's Comedy Club. Uh, this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday this week, there's an open mic with five, uh, $5 entry. Doors at 6, uh, starts at 7. I want to address that for a moment. If there's any sort of consternation about a $5, uh, $5 stipend to uh, perform an open mic night at the new club, the idea that a club owner is supposed to subsidize someone else's career started somewhere, someplace a long time ago, okay? And it's not necessarily true. A guy like Jim or anybody else or like a good friend, Tom Sims, who has opened up Stir Crazy in Glendale, you know, or Rick Bronson, who's opened up House of Comedy uh, over in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, just three of the uh, really good comedy clubs uh, in our area. Uh, they have put a lot of time, effort, energy, sweat, and money into opening those clubs and you can help them out dj Payne says this and this is his quote not from me if you can't afford five dollars to perform then fuck off so uh <laughs> fuck off uh dj Payne says i'm broke as broke as shit and i'm gonna pay every night except friday because i have a date with an actual woman uh you also have a live show on zoom friday night by the way that's true we forgot to mention that uh, this Friday night on Zoom, on Zoom, we're going to be hosting uh, Class Clowns, the longest-running comedy showcase in the Valley of the Sun. This is the show that has seen people go all the way from the very first show to national television. That's going to be this Friday on Zoom. If you would like, and that show will be free to you, the paying customers. We have web shows that we charge for. This is the one that we can offer free right now on Zoom. Be this Friday. If you're interested in attending that show, interested in attending that show, Please uh, uh, write me, Tony Visick. Write me here in the messages. Send me your email. Or write me at comedyschools at hotmail.com. That's comedyschools at hotmail.com. And I will give you the uh, Zoom code, and you'll be able to see that show free this Friday. Okay? We will be continuing in the fall and winter with Zoom shows and live in-person shows. That's what comedyschools.com is going to do for you. And we're going to find a way to make our live shows Zoom-friendly. They're going to be... Uh, Zoom curious. <laughs> Our shows will go both ways, live and Zoom. We go both ways. Uh, Daniel Bros is joined, and somehow he is now picking on DJ Payne, something about an actual. Yes, he has a date with an actual woman, Daniel. That's what DJ's saying. Who am I to argue with DJ Payne? He's twice my size and 25 years younger than me. 
uh, and a hell of a guy. By the way, if you want to see great artists like DJ Payne, uh, Daniel Bros, who's coming along really nicely, uh, Abhinav Goyal, uh, Travis Minor, uh, Randy Ioma, and a host of others, uh, you're going to want to write to uh, me at comedyschools at hotmail.com or contact me on my Facebook page. Let me send you the code, and you'll have a free, fun show wherever you are in the world this Friday. Okay? Okie I got to watch my L.A. Clippers uh, defeat a really good Dallas Mavericks team yesterday. A really good Dallas Mavericks team. They have a young guy on their team, uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, and names just like mine, only not with the H in the end, because he's D-O-N-C-I-C. I'm V-I-C-I-C-H. Eastern European name. Um... Uh, um, on oh, the dating thing, this argument's still going on on Facebook Live, this conversation. DJ Payne says, yeah, dude, it's amazing what a good pick will do for you on the dating apps, especially when your personality is lacking. Try it. And then Daniel Bro said, whose pictures did you use? Oh, Paul Whitney says, congratulations on the Clippers winning. Uh, you know that we're going to see uh, more from this Dallas Mavericks team. You know that. I mean, with Donkic out, was he out for one game? Uh, he was out at least for partially the game, playing on a, spra a sprained left ankle with uh, Kil Kiltstrip Pozingis, Pogingis out, one of their stars. Uh, they scrapped all the way. They only got blown out really badly in one game. They scrapped all the way with the L.A. Clippers, with the L.A. Clippers. The L.A. Clippers, I thought they would beat them in five. I was actually, I actually thought the Clippers would sweep them, to be frank with you, with the tools the Clippers have. But as a long-term Clipper fan, I said they'd, they'd do it in five and uh, they did it in six. And now, um, I don't know, uh, Paul, do you know who uh, the Clippers play in the next round? Is it Denver or Utah? But uh, I really enjoy being able to watch uh, the NBA. And I had baseball on for a while yesterday, too. There's so much baseball on, even now, that, it, it, you know, uh, baseball has gone from something I used to follow constantly on the radio and television to something that I really, really, I enjoy going to a baseball game more than a football game. Um, I do just uh, for the experience, just for the viewing pleasure of it. Uh, just the beauty of that, uh, field of that baseball diamond makes you feel good. Um, oh, they play game seven tomorrow, Denver and Utah, and then we'll know. Okay. Who are the Lakers playing? Do we know that Paul? Do we know who the Lakers are playing? Cause we know the Lakers and Clippers are now moving on to the second round. That'll be interesting to know. Um, <laughs> there's like a big conversation now going on with Daniel bros. And DJ Payne, uh, I think Daniel's jealous. He says, you should have used Paul Whitney's picture when you met her. She would be relieved. Uh, he would, because Paul Whitney is a handsome man. I so enjoyed watching those games. And I will so enjoy watching the NFL. Keeping in mind that if things get more serious, the NFL and MLB uh, seasons could get canceled. And that the NBA season almost got canceled over social protest. I enjoyed it. By the way, I would have totally respected uh, the NBA's uh, player's decision if uh, um, would, would, would have respected their decision if they decided not to play over uh, social protest. You know, there's a long history in this country of African Americans wanting to have a seat at the table. There's a long history of African Americans wanting to have their rights. A long history of African Americans just want to be treated as human beings in this country. And there's a long history of most white people supporting them. 
But there's also a long history of violence in the streets and unequal justice meted out. There just is. There is a small minority of folks who look like me that whenever African Americans get close to being able to fully participate in the American dream, that lose their minds. Don't be one of those. Okay, I saw people going, who are these players? You know, I, I, I saw a lot of people posting, tell the players just do their job, yet they're posting on social media, and I wrote some people go, why don't you do your job? If you tell them they should shut up and do their job, you shut up and do your job. Why are you say, giving an opinion saying people can't have an opinion? I don't have to agree with everything LeBron James says or that, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, anybody in the NBA says. I might disagree with what they say. I do not disagree that in a land where they say that all men are created equal and men being uh, uh, to encompass all human beings, that all human beings are created equal, that that's what we need to be. I don't have an argument with that. Uh, all right. So uh, it just it struck me as funny, the people who got upset with, uh, they, oh, they're privileged. You know, uh, I know that most white people I know, or a lot of white, a lot of white people agreed with, with the term white privilege. And I know that, um, you know, I have white privilege. I just don't get, I just don't have all the privileges. <laughs> Not all the holes are punched in my card. Okay. I don't live in Malibu or Beverly Hills. Uh, I didn't go to Harvard or Yale, etc. Okay. But uh, a lot of white people were upset with the term white privilege. They go, that's wrong. Yet they were quick to turn it around on NBA stars. You go, oh, these privileged athletes. Uh, those athletes worked their ass off to get where they are. They had uh, natural talent, and they worked real hard. Uh, DJ Payne says, all men aren't created equal, neither Tony, because uh, neither of us can dunk a basketball. Hell, I can't even dribble a basketball. I think that's why I'm so fascinated with it. Oh, wow, I can't do that. I've tried in a backyard. I've tried that on a carport. I can't do that. That was a joke I wrote years ago, and they go, it's a shame that basketball players get $3 million a year and teachers only get 30000 I go, that's true. But teachers can't make the outside shot. I've never seen a history teacher consistently make a three-pointer from uh, the top of the arc. <laughs> that's where they get the big bucks, although teachers should certainly be paid more. You know, it's weird. In L.A., you can make a good, in California, you make a good living as a teacher. And almost everyone I know who is a teacher, and I've got a lot of them in my family, work really hard at it and uh, 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 really take their job serious and love their job. Yet in Arizona, uh, you're almost at poverty wages. So you talk about uh, unequal, unequal justice. You got it right there. You know, uh, we should make sure that we give a couple of bucks to the people that we send our kids to spend all day with. Uh, and by the way, if you want to, please, please keep a good thought. I usually don't like to do this, uh, and I keep a lot of my personal stuff to myself. Please keep a good thought for my daughter, Alicia. Uh, Saturday night, she was riding her bicycle uh, legally and safely on a street, uh, going downhill on a hill, when a car decided to whip out behind uh, some people that were walking in the street, drive up the wrong side of the street. She had to hit her brakes, went head over heels, and now has a broken arm. So please keep a good thought for her. She's a Visic. She's a trooper. She's a gainer, gamer. She's an earner. You know, uh, she did work today. Today was her first day of work. And Saturday night, she was at the emergency ward, but she did her work today. I'm proud of her. I love her. She is uh, 
a big chunk of the reason that I get out of bed every day and do a lot of the stuff that I do. Uh, please keep good thoughts my daughter, Alicia. She's doing fine. But you know what? Vibes, good thoughts, and prayers, I believe help. I do believe they do. So uh, Let's see what I got going on here. There's a whole conversation going on here. Uh, Daniel Bro says Arizona's 53rd in education. Uh, DJ Payne says I'm two foot taller than the other kids, so they can't block me anyways. <laughs> Uh, DJ Payne says, prayers for your daughter. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, DJ Payne, we're talking basketball, says, I was fat and lazy, so I always cherry-pick the goal. Screw running up and down the court. I'll just stay over here, and you can pass me when you get it. DJ Payne, the Shaquille O'Neal of comedy basketball. <laughs> Thank you guys for saying that. Prayers for my daughter. She will, uh, she will appreciate it very, very much. Hey, uh, have you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy? And why wouldn't you think of doing stand-up comedy? Uh, no matter where you are in the world, you can join us and we will help you. I just had a uh, noon half-hour call uh, today, noon our time, with a young lady in Kuwait who is taking our comedy workshops. So you could, if, if someone could take it from Kuwait, you could take them from Keokuk. Not from Kenosha right now. They, they got some problems in Kenosha. But just let me say this. If you got problems in Kenosha, you're probably not good at running the country. Okay, if if there's crap in Kenosha, we probably need to pick someone else to run the company. That's all I'm saying. Paul Whitney says, I like Michael. Uh, yeah, I can never pronounce his name. Olawakande. All right. Uh, I know he was like uh, going to be the big star for the Clippers and it didn't pay off. You know, so you could take our workshop anywhere, man. And we'll be glad to have you. We're going to be offered it to you in two ways, live and on Zoom starting next week. Uh, if you want to um, check it out for free and you want to do it live this coming Monday at JP's Comedy Club, if you want to check it out on Zoom, um, a week from tomorrow, we're having a free intro September 8th on, uh, on Zoom. And the uh, code to be able to do that is on my website, comedyschools.com, uh, and also uh, on a poster on my Facebook page. So I would love to see you. It's one of the great things about Zoom is even though so many of us have been quarantined for so long and are so cut off from our dear friends and family, we're able to stay at least somewhat in touch with them through uh, these sort of uh, uh, video uh, miracles. Let's get to the music, shall we? What time is it? Wow. Wow. We've had a time here. Hello, Robin Keller, my friend from Missouri. Hello, Daniel Wayne, my, uh, uh, my comic friend from great here, right here in Phoenix. Thanks for joining in on the festivities. Um, let's get the music. I don't have any bobbleheads today. Uh, I know Randy's here and he wants to have a big bobblehead controversy. They call me names about bobbleheads. And, uh, but I don't have any bobbleheads right now. There's a shortage of bobbleheads. If you've been tracking the coronavirus, first there was a shortage of toilet paper. Then there was a shortage of, uh, uh, not sanitary napkins, <laughs> uh, shortage of uh, 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 Clorox wipes. And now there seems to be a shortage of bobbleheads. And we're having a hard time locating them. My wife did find for me uh, the final piece of my Three Stooges bobblehead grouping, not collection, grouping. I do have now Mo, Larry, and Curly. I'm looking at them right over there. I have the Three Stooges bobblehead collection. No shemp. All right. Let's talk about the music real quick. I got two albums here to recommend to you. Uh, if you never heard of these groups before, it's because you're young. If you haven't listened to them a long time, maybe it's because you're older and you forgot how much you love them. Um, the first one 
and they sometimes got confused with another soft rock band. They began to fall in the category of soft rock, even though they were more folk rocky. They kind of created, uh, uh, not Bob Rocky, that's a guy I know, folk rocky. Uh, um, let's see. Let's see. DJ Payne says, what if I live in Antioch, Illinois? Can I take a class in a neighboring city like over state lines? I'll tell you one thing, DJ, and I think you agree, that if some of these kids living in Antioch, Illinois, some of these kids watching YouTube videos, you get them all jacked up so they think life is a video, and then they come out and they have real-world horrible consequences. We're taking our comedy class. Instead of doing that, they'd be better off right now. They wouldn't be sitting in the hooskow. I want to talk about this album for a second. This is... History, America's Greatest Hits. History, America's Greatest Hits. So America was a soft rock, folk rock band that came along in the 70s and really played some delightful music for us uh, on here and unusual tunes too. Not necessarily trying to write hits, just writing songs they love playing. On this album is A Horse With No Name. I've been through the desert and a horse with no name. I Need You, great love song, Sandman. I understand you've been running from a man who goes by the name of the Sandman. Creepy Ventura Highway, one of my all-time favorite songs, period. One of those songs that just makes you want to get out in the car on a summer day and drive to someplace wonderful. Don't cross the river, only in your heart. Muskrat Love, which I couldn't stand. I hated that song. Uh, Tin Man, Lonely People. Okay, uh, and then uh, Sister Golden Hair, which has just got a great, great hook to it. If you're looking for some fun, soft rock, folk rock, Something that's just going to make you feel nice. You want to check out America's Greatest Hits. You definitely want to listen to Sister Golden Hair. And you definitely want to listen to Ventura Highway. They just will make you feel good. Damien Fitz says America's still around. Uh, and I believe one of them, uh, Damien, is, uh, is an Oklahoma guy. Uh, along with many other great uh, uh, Oklahoma uh, singer-songwriters uh, that Oklahoma gave us. Including, of course, uh, the legendary Woody Guthrie, uh, J.J. Kale. Leon Russell, Buck Owens, you know, all these great writers. I believe one of the writers, um, one, one of the writers um, and singer-songwriters for, uh, um, for uh, uh, America was out of Oklahoma. This album was produced by George Martin, by the way, who produced all the great Beatles songs. Interesting footnote about the cover. Hold on, I got to put the album back in. Interesting footnote about the cover because the story is never finished. The story goes on and on. It's a cover to America's Greatest Hits. And on the back, you see another little piece of art. Very nice. All right, and that, of course, is a artist interpretation of Hollywood and the crossroads of the world where I very first auditioned for a comedy improv troupe back in the 70s where later on I did a play written by my friend, writer-director Lance Lane, and where I recently shot a documentary on stand-up, which is now in the hands of the owners, and I don't know what's going to happen to it. Crossroads of the World, legendary place. I'll tell you more about the Crossroads of the World later. This art, this art, that picture, this picture, was drawn by Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman legendary, incredible, funny man and actor from Saturday Night Live. Phil Hartman didn't look like anybody else on Saturday Night Live. He didn't look young. He looked like an adult. He was kind of square-jawed, yet still could be comical because he almost had that comical uh, sort of Ted Baxter from the Mary Tyler Moore Show series, 
taking himself too serious sort of persona about him. Brilliant, funny, funny man. Brought so many great hours of classic stand-up. Uh, in his salad days when he was starting out, he also worked as a graphic designer and artist, and he drew that cover. He drew that cover. Many years after he drove that cover, many years after his uh, fame on Saturday Night Live, he was married and he lived in the San Fernando Valley and he had a drug problem. His wife had a drug problem. Uh, he was overcoming his drug problem. His wife, who had a drug problem that then actually caused a, a greater spike in her mental disease problem, shot and killed him. Shot and killed him. So the story is never over the story goes on and on. And once the story is over, once it's completed, then we get to tell the stories and listen to the stories and think about the stories and see what we can gather from them. And I think the thing we were to gather from this is don't marry blondes you met at a Coke party in Hollywood. It never comes to a good fucking end. Okay. All right. We're going to wrap it up. I want to say hi to my buddy, from way back in the 80s, Mike Munley, uh, great guy down there in Texas, funny man. Hello, Tequan Knights. Hello, Damian Fitz. I don't think I said hi to you. Hi to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it so much. Uh, watch this space and watch my Facebook page and my Instagram page. Give you information, all the cool stuff we're doing that you can participate in or watch. And maybe we can bring a little sunshine into your life. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. Bye-bye.